Have you ever wondered why people can't just be nice in business? You are about to get a dose of real estate reality. From the Real Estate Support Group, this is Help Me Rhonda with Rhonda Courtney and Lane Lyon. Well, the stats say it all. About one-third of salespeople say they have no work-life balance at all. 68% of salespeople describe their lifestyle as challenging, and half of their friends tell them they work too hard. Surprising? Unfortunately, no. Welcome to the very first Help Me Rhonda podcast. So let's bring in Rhonda herself. Hey, Rhonda. Hey, Lane. Welcome, welcome. This is a big deal for us. Yes, it is. We've been talking about a (laughs) podcast for a long time, and we're Uh finally here. Yep. And uh, Rhonda and I are both licensed real estate brokers in the state of Colorado. Rhonda is a real estate broker at Remax. I hang my license at Coldwell Banker. And together, we are all about all things survival when it comes to business. Um, It's about the art of being nice in negotiations and saving your sanity. Agreed. So this podcast has been kind of a dream of yours for some time because when when we think about it, you've been kind of helping real estate agents and business professionals for a long time. So how far back do we go in terms of this survival to the fittest? So six years. You know, we've been doing this for six years, Lane. It all started with a Facebook page, really. It did. Why did you start the Facebook page, which is called the Real Estate Support Group? So I was drowning. So I needed support. So I started the page to help other agents because I needed help. And so um, that's how it all came about. I didn't even think it was a big deal. I just, I don't know, just started a real estate support group. And then I just started inviting agents that I liked in the business, that I did deals with. And then it just blew up. It blew up from there. Mm-hmm. What were people saying when, when you started saying, look, this is just about support for real estate agents? I mean, a lot of what we talk about deals with real estate, but it could apply to all business mm-hmm. and commission sales people for sure. Did you find there wasn't anything else there like this? No, when you started. no, it was all these groups that everyone's complaining about everything. And so then I thought, well, I don't want to I don't want a page where everyone's complaining about real estate. I want to support each other. Yeah, so yeah. that's why I started this support group. And it just blew up and it, and it started out with, hey, who's a, your favorite plumber? Who's your favorite electrician? Who do you use for this? Let's not reinvent the wheel. Let's let's help each other out. And, and that's that's what the page is. But it goes deeper than that because oh, yeah. you ended up talking to real estate agents who were dealing with some very serious things in their mm-hmm. own life. Oh, yeah. I mean, really life-threatening. Oh, yeah. Heart attacks. Um, I know several agents that have gotten cancer, um, strokes. Um, this, is, this is the type of business that if you do it too hard and you don't get balance, it could affect your health. And I knew that. And so that's why I kind of started the support page to be like, okay, get help. This is how you do it. These are the people you call. This is how you can work less. And that's, that's, that's actually why I did it. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm so grateful too, because, uh, as we continue with the podcast, you'll learn a little bit more about Rhonda and I, we've been friends for a long time. Mm-hmm. We've really been committed to helping each other first. I think, yeah, uh, I can re- <laughs> we tell a story a lot about a time when you and I had lunch together or breakfast or whatever. And I was, I think I had 17 closings you that did. month. I, I just remember that number. Oh, and I was about gosh. to literally, I mean, here's the thing. 
real estate is great because when you're busy, you're grateful. Uh-huh. When you're busy, you're stressed. Right. When you're not busy, you're stressed. Right. You're, bu- you're stressed all the time. All the and time. I was at, like literally at my lowest. Uh-huh, you were. So he was, okay, guys, he's making a ton of money, obviously. And we think about that. Oh, my God, you have 15 showings in one month or 15 closings in that one month. That be great. Oh, you're so lucky. Well, let me just tell you a little bit about this. It was actually a dinner lane. I'll never forget it. Okay. So he sits down with me and he's telling me that he has, was it 15 or 17? I don't remember. It was 17. Either way. Okay. 17 closings in one month. Can you even imagine? So, so I look at him and I'm like, you are white as a ghost lane. You are going to die. You are literally going to die. You're going to have a heart attack. You're going to die. You're going to make a lot of money lane, but you're going to spend it all on your health care. Yeah. I remember remember that. Like you do not look good. I know he was as white. I, I thought my friend was going to die. And I'm like, laying the money, it's not worth it. It's not worth your stress. Yeah. So I think the hard part about it is because for a long time, we were told to just do as many deals as yeah. we can, say yes to everything. Mm-hmm. I, and inside, you want to, you, you, you're, you're hunting for your own food. Right. A lot of real <laughs> estate agents are coming out of W2 world, coming yeah. out of stability, and now they're, they're working commission sales for the first time. And, um, I wasn't alone. There are a lot of people who just don't know when to stop. Right. So why right. did you say, I've got to start helping business professionals and real estate agents not get to a point that I was that day? Well, because I, at the time, uh, um, I think this was like six years ago, I was number one in my office. I was making a ton of money. My life was so miserable. My personal life was so miserable. So I think I was working a lot to escape that. Um, And so here I am very successful in real estate, but very unhappy in my own life. And so I realized that a lot of the big agents are, they're just, they work a lot. They don't have any balance. They have no life. They make money, but they can't enjoy their money because they're always working. Yeah. Right. And then I, I noticed that I was always on the phone. I was never present in my life. And, and I, and I just, I didn't want to do that anymore. Like we wrote a book together, Lane and I, Mm -hmm. because what happened was Lane and I always wanted to write a book, but then we never really had the material. And then one night, Lane. <laughs> okay, one so night. chapter two. Yeah. So if you guys want to, if you want to read our book, chapter two will explain. I won't ruin it for you because it's entertaining. But um, chapter two changed my entire life. Um, and so after that night, I decided, you know what? I'm, I'm, I don't care if I'm number one. I don't even care if I sell firewood at a campground at this point. I'm just done. So. Um, that night changed the whole, our whole lives. Right. I, I remember Lane was there that night and he looked at me and he's like, well, okay, this is really bad Rhonda, but I think we have our book now. <laughs> <laughs> we know exactly what we want to write about. And, and the reality uh-huh. is you, when you're in it, you're not totally aware of it. And, and right. what, what we realized uh, after is there's a lot of, and, and so we're so grateful that you're listening to this podcast. This is yeah. our first episode. <laughs> And it really is a dream for us because we know that there's a lot of coaches out there. There's a lot of self-help books in business. There is a lot of work-life balance topics out Mm -hmm. there, but we really want to keep it real. The truth is there are a lot of people who are working who are just not happy and they have Mm. a lot of money. They do. But they're not happy. Nope. I tell my clients all the time. I'm like, you have that super expensive house. You have that super expensive car. But you're not happy because you're not happy. The material stuff doesn't make you happy. And I, so many yeah. of these um, coachings, and we, there's a lot of really good uh, yeah, books course. out there. But the reality is a lot of it is production-based. Right. 
follow these tips and you can sell a lot of houses, follow these tips and you'll sell a lot of units. And, and we're here to say that a lot of units doesn't necessarily mean a lot of happiness. No, no. And then when people want to coach me, they regret it. They call me. They're like, I want to coach you. Okay, great. Have you sold real estate before? No. Okay. Well then how are you going to coach me? I mean, unless you're Tony Robbins yourself, like I don't want you to coach me. Tony Robbins, he doesn't sell real estate, but he could coach me. (laughs) A lot of uh, what took Rhonda to that point where it really changed for her and she started thinking about real estate differently um, happened the night that we're talking about. You could read about it Uh uh, in a book that we, and we didn't know anything about writing a book. No, that's a whole nother podcast. (laughs) We'll talk about how we wrote a book and actually published it ourselves. Yeah, and so we said we've got to get this word out. But when you think back, to where you were back then. Mm. And I think back to that dinner that we were having. What has changed between then and now, uh, at least mentally with your mindset when it comes to being successful, Mm -hmm. uh, being happy, and finding that balance in between? Okay, so last year, I I sold a lot last year. I don't even talk about my numbers because you know I don't like to do that. But you don't like to do that because you don't know what I don't know because I don't care. All right. I only care that I can pay my bills. I mean, let's just be honest at this point. I don't care. But last year I was in a wheelchair, had two broken feet. I had the best year of my career ever. And I worked 20 hours a week lane. Oh, stop the presses. Did you say 20 hours a week? Not to make you jealous, but that is truly a real thing. Um, And the reason that I do it is because I team up with people. I have huge boundaries, huge boundaries. Um, And I don't this job is not my life. This, this is a means to my life. It's not my life anymore. It used to be, but it's not now. And so when I, is when that I, that the biggest thing that changed, do you yes. think between the night we're talking about when really your life shifted, mm-hmm. um, and for a lot of reasons, personal reasons as well Yeah. to now and, and having that best year ever, uh, what do you make of that? Um, it's because, I, I really think that my, my life changed in one night, as you know. Um, I realized that, and I joke around all the time, that I don't, I don't care about winning the realtor prom. I only care about my friends, my family, my two little dogs. I, I, that's, that's what's important to me. I, I don't care if people think I'm number one. I only care what I think. You know. And I always say I was voted the number one real estate agent by my mom, the only one surveyed. <laughs> But, you know, I don't let Rhonda (laughs) fool you. She's also number one in a lot of other areas and and very successful in real estate. But that's not what you're most proud of. No, 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 no. I'm 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 proud of how I treat other people. I'm I'm proud of if I'm a good person. Um, When I die, I don't know what anybody believes in. But when I die, am am I going to be able to justify my behavior here with whatever you believe in? I don't know. But um, I just want to make sure that I'm happy with me, that I I'm a good person while I'm here. I do good things for people. That's that's what's important to me. All right. Well, if you are just joining us, welcome. This is the very first episode of Help Me Rhonda, the podcast. Uh, Rhonda and I are both licensed real estate brokers in the state of Colorado, and we are going to have some fun with this. What do you hope people will take away from this podcast as they listen more? I hope that people realize that their lives are really short and they need to be happy and and working all the time to impress people that you don't care about. Why? Impress yourself. Impress your friends. Impress your family. Impress you. It doesn't matter what other people think. Well, we know that if you listen... You will have a good time. You're Yay. you're going to find yourself uh, probably making more money and probably yes. being more happy 
because of a lot of the mistakes that we've made and mm-hmm. others have made around us that we've really kind of made note of. So we're glad you're here. We're just getting started. We're going to come back. We're going to talk a little bit about being kind and being nice to one another. This is important to you. Yes, very. And uh, in fact, it's a secret to Rhonda's success. We will find out a little bit more about that when we come back. You're listening to Help Me Rhonda and stay with us. From a Facebook page, then a book, and now the very first podcast episode. We're super excited you're with us. Welcome back to Help Me Rhonda. Rhonda's here 20 plus years in the business of real estate, right? You've been helping people sell homes, but uh, for you, help, when we say Help Me Rhonda, help is really coming in the form of support. Yes. Talk about why it was important that you think business people have support in business. Not, and we know that coaching is important. We know that everyone wants to figure out ways to make more money. You're figuring out ways that people can have more support. How come? Well, I just, I felt like, I mean, you can sell a lot of real estate, but are you happy? I mean, are you happy with your life? Are you balanced? I mean, you know, I know a lot of big agents that are really unhappy in their lives and I was one of them. And I, I don't, if I can share my stories and everything that happened to me and help other people, I feel like that's what I'm supposed to do. I love that. And we actually will have coming up in a bit, some of your, uh, questions and emails, and we'll tell you how to contact Rhonda, who at this point in her career is really, uh, dedicated to still selling houses, but also really working with professionals. And together we really like to try to bring that message. So, uh, we're going to break it down. Uh, the key to happiness, uh, starts, uh, we believe with one simple principle and that is to be nice. Mm -hmm. Why is it that you think so many people in business are cutthroat, conniving, aggressive, not friendly, uh, and really trying to prove a point when negotiating? You've noticed this before. Oh, absolutely. I think that's how we're trained, but that's not, that's not a good way to be. And I, I have found that when I act the opposite, I'm at more peace. The agents work with me better. Our clients do better. What I mean by that is when an agent calls me and I'm fighting for my client. No, you're not. You need to, you need to work on the deal. Your job is to get the deal closed. It is not to fight for your client because when you fight with me, you're not fighting for your client. You are literally killing the deal, Elaine. Like it's, 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 you know, when agents are super nice to me, they're going to get more. Mm. They are because I'm going to go to bat for them with the client. And then I'm going to tell my seller, Hey, listen, you know, this is where the buyer's coming from. Their agent's very nice. Uh, Would you consider this when they fight with me? I shut down. I pass them to my teammate. I can't even deal Elaine. I can't even deal. I don't want to deal with that in my life. I come from a place that approach is everything. A hundred percent. Approach is everything. So if, if we need, if we're basically on separate teams with the same goal. Oh, we got to get to closing. We're not, we're not there to fight with each other. We're there to get the deal closed. Yes. Right. The one thing that I learned early on in my business is that, uh, we feel when we're coming from a place of disclosure that mm-hmm. we end up sharing with our clients a lot about the process. Right. And the more that I shared that other agents were being uh, rude, overly aggressive, hard to work with, with me, mm. I noticed something with my clients. 
they suddenly didn't like the buyers right. online because of their agent. <laughs> they didn't want to work with those buyers because they were being very protective of me. And I realized maybe I don't necessarily need to be involving them in that no. piece of the puzzle because I don't necessarily need to sour the deal because of how the other agent and I are engaging. Would you agree? Oh, I totally agree. You know what? A part of this job is making the buyers and the sellers be at peace with the deal. We got to be professional. You know, the fact that the agent is horrible to me, calls me at 10 o'clock at night, blows me up. That's not my seller's problem. That is something that I got to handle myself, right? right? My, my problem is getting the inspection handled, getting the deal done getting it to the table. I'm not going to fight with the other agent. And, and let me, let me, I'll give you an example. So an agent calls another agent. I'm not, I'm not saying this happens with me. An agent calls another agent and says, well, I'm not going to extend that appraisal deadline. I'm not going to do that. What does your seller want to do? Mm. Do you understand that if you don't give me grace and, and extend that appraisal deadline, we might not get to the table. Um, do you want to start over with someone else or do you want to work with me? Because obviously it's not my problem that the appraisal needs to be extended, is it, Lane? Am I the bank? My favorite Rhonda <laughs> Courtney story oh. is that oftentimes, and it's a pet peeve of mine as well, when you're dealing with another real estate agent on the other side mm -hmm. and, they, and they say, my clients will never go for that. That mm -hmm. will never happen. Oh, yeah, I love that one. And Rhonda likes to say, oh, what did you just like text them really quick and find out? Because how like, do you know? I'm like, are they on the call with us? Did you ask them? Are we on a three-way call? Did you not tell me? I mean, come on. Did you ask them? Did you say, hey, listen, they want to do this, and then the seller is going to tell you what they think? No, you're making that call. Right. And I, I have found, uh, and and some of our listeners may have realized this as well, that when I, I can shut that down pretty easily mm -hmm. and disarm them and take the energy out when I say, I gotcha. Mm -hmm. Why don't you just ask them and see what what they say. Right. And then get met back to me. 90% mm -hmm. of the time, you know, I've not studied it scientifically, but it <laughs> seems like most of the time mm -hmm. they come back like, yeah, they're going to do it. Right. Yeah. I'm glad we didn't sit there arguing for five hours over it. Uh, exactly. So why don't you ask them and get back to me? Oh, my favorite thing. It's not your roof. It's not your sewer line. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean by that? Explain okay. that. So, okay. So it is our job to get the deal done. Okay. It is not our roof. It's not, it, it's not my problem that you have to have a roof certification or the roof has hail damage or the sewer lines messed up. It's not my house, right? I, you, you tell me what the problems are. Okay. I go to the seller and I say, listen, your roof is in bad shape. The sewer line needs to be fixed. What do you want to do? And what I hear, and it's a philosophy that I subscribe to taking the energy out. Yeah of that conversation, of the debate, of the issue. Let's take the energy out and just mm -hmm. find out. Because a lot of times when they're hitting me with that aggression, yeah. with that standing up for their client, oh. with if I, you know, I'm showing the other <sighs> agent that I'm, you know, working hard for my client, what they're doing is putting a lot of energy into it that right. I'm actually working to take out. Yeah. So if we take the energy out, what's most important here? they really want this fixed or, or they're not going to be able to go forward. Right. And if you're nice to me, then I'm going to go back to the seller and I'm going to say, listen, um, your roof has a lot of hail damage to it. So you can, you have two choices here. You can give them a credit. You can fix the roof because we, now it's a disclosure issue. Now I have to deal with it with the next buyer. So you want to deal 
with it with them? Or do you want to work it out in 30 more days with the next client? Like, what do you want to do with this? It's not my roof. It's actually yours. So tell me what you want to do. So be nice. Yes. Be is nice. really something that you think about and I really do. finding that kindness. What do you, what do you say though, to people who might say, I'm concerned about being too kind because it might be mistaken for weakness. If oh. I'm too nice, maybe they'll try to take mm. advantage of me. Oh yeah. Uh, can it backfire? And, and what's the difference? Well, I mean, obviously it can, I mean, it can backfire, but it, it hasn't, it's been highly effective for me because you know what? I'm super nice and respectful to the other agent. I'll give you a story. This agent sends me an inspection that says we want $6,000 to fix locks on windows. Oh, so instead of being like, are you insane? Like instead I said, okay, so I have to present this to the seller. So let me ask you a question. I, how would you, if you were the listing agent and you were me, how would you sell the fact that you want $6,000 to fix on locks on windows to your seller? Help me help you help me. Like I, I just, I want to know why you're saying $6,000 to fix locks before I go to the seller and talk to them about this. Help me sell this. Help me help you. Mm -hmm. Okay. So she says to me, well, yeah, that seems a little off. Unreasonable. I'm like, oh, it's so unreasonable. But instead of being a jerk about it, I was so nice. And instead her and I worked it out. We ended up doing a couple thousand towards window locks. It was totally reasonable. The seller was fine with it. The buyer was happy with it, but it was me and the other agent that were nice to each other to get this to, you know, a place where everybody would be happy with it. I didn't take it personally. I did. I think it was ridiculous. Yes, I did. So that's one example. Let's, uh -huh. let's talk about that person that is hitting you with everything that we're talking about not doing. Mm -hmm. They're being mean, they're being yeah. aggressive, they're trying mm -hmm. to stand up for their client. How do you how do you take the energy out of that person and, and what they're saying? So I, I go back to our book, Lane, where chapter one, well, I'm not proud of my behavior in chapter one, but my personal life was so bad and I was taking it out on everyone around me. So when an agent is really, really bad to me, and, and, and we've all been there, right? I think about, they're not really fighting for their client. Their, their personal lives are kind of crappy mm -hmm. and they're taking it out of me. Okay. It really has nothing to do with the deal because uh, a lot of agents, we just fly through these deals, right? It's, it, and we're, but when an agent is over the top, crazy mean to me, I think their personal life must be really bad and they're taking it out on me because most of the time, if you can't run it like a business, it's probably that. Yeah. And we'll talk more about that. Oh, absolutely. Because I love the fact that oftentimes when people have consulted Rhonda for advice, Mm -hmm. And say that at the top of the show, if you remember me saying that 68% of salespeople describe their lifestyle as challenging, oftentimes, Rhonda, you will ask them a question and say, how is your home life? Mm -hmm. What does that have to do with anything? Because I know for a fact, if they're negotiating in business and they're very, very difficult to work with, their personal life is not good. I know this. I can prove it in my own life. So a lot of times I'll... I'll think about that before I say anything to the agent, before I confront them about how horrible they're being. I think there's something going on in their personal life because otherwise this little stupid issue, a hundred bucks towards a pond pump would not be a big deal. Nobody cares. Right. But if your personal life is really bad, it affects your business life. And I suppose another way of disarming that is to say, 
Okay, well, I'll ask my clients and circle it's back. It's a hundred percent the seller. I don't even, I don't, I don't even take it personally anymore. I, I'm like, okay, well, let me, let me get with the seller on that. Let me get with the seller. It's not my decision. It's not my house. Um, but I will get with the seller and I'll get back to you on exactly what they want to do. And then we'll get a plan on how we can move forward. It's not my argument. No, I'm not on the contract. No, we're so not. No. I will take this back. And if that's important, then I will let you know what they have to say. And I find that all the time. Well, how are they going to argue with that? Right. You're going to take it back to your client. So that's what we want anyway. It's not my decision. They want the fight. They want the fight. So be yeah. kind. Yes. Uh, is real important. Uh, coming up next, we have Act 3. This is your letters, kind of Dear Abby style. Remember Dear Abby? <laughs> well, Rhonda finds herself at answering a lot of questions, and so we will bring her advice and expertise to the podcast when Help Me Rhonda continues next. Act 3, Help Me Rhonda. Back on the airwaves here with our podcast, and uh, you've heard Rhonda Courtney and I talk about a book that we wrote together. It is called Surviving Real Estate. And uh, it is available on Amazon. And you might uh, just tune that in. What was that experience like for you, putting your life into a book form? Well, no one could believe that I did it because <laughs> nobody would admit the stuff that I admitted in there. Um, but I did it because I just, I, I, th I thought at the timeline, if I could help one person with that story, it was worth it. It was worth it. Um, it was embarrassing. I put my whole life out there. I put how, you know, I was at the top of my real estate game and I literally went to the bottom. IRS sees in my bank accounts. It, it, it's a lot. And I, I fully admit it and it helps other people. And so I, I'm, I'm happy that we did it. I love it. So look for that on uh, Amazon. It mm -hmm. is. And, and the one thing you will learn from us here on Help Me Rhonda is that we truly believe that while there is a lot of great advice out there, while there's a lot of great coaching out there, sometimes when you get agents together and they're on a panel discussion, I work with a lot of agents as well. I'm a managing broker in Colorado, but I find that what happens is we end up with kind of what I'll call the Facebook effect, uh -huh. where it all becomes really good. Do what I do and you'll be successful and it's great. And no one is really... Um, talking about the raw, real reality of real estate, mm -hmm. which is that in a lot of times, um, the success is great. The downtime and the low times are, are super um, hard to contend with. And, and not everyone's talking about it, but guess what? You found <laughs> two people who are not afraid to bring that out. We're going to really uh, dive deep. That's why a lot of people reach out to Rhonda. So we have a segment on the podcast called um, Help Me Rhonda, kind of similar to Dear Abby, if you remember Dear Abby in the newspapers growing up. Uh, some of you who are younger don't even remember newspapers, but um, there was a columnist, Dear Abby, <laughs> yeah. and uh, it was really a place where, where people would write in. We have some notes here, and by the way, you can email Rhonda here at the podcast. We have a brand, uh, brand new uh, email address. It's called dearhelpmeronda at gmail.com. So dear help me Rhonda, R-O-N-D-A at gmail.com. Dear help me Rhonda at Gmail. And uh, you can have your uh, letters written here. I've spent some time since this is our first episode uh, connecting with agents and having them uh, write in their questions. And we've got the first one right now. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Dear Rhonda, I'm having problems turning it off. I want to provide good service to my clients, but they tend to call after work when I am home with my family. My worry is that my clients won't think I'm providing good service if I let them roll over to voicemail. Help me, Rhonda. 
that's a common oh, one wow. too. That's because awesome. real estate and other types of sales, it's 24 seven. Mm-hmm. So how do you turn it off? Oh, when I hear agents say they work 24 seven, it's like nails on a chalkboard. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so oh, come. Wow. Oh, wow. God, cause I did that. I worked seven days a been week. There, I've been that. there, done that. It didn't uh, turn out so well. And you know, I did, we did write a book about that, but, um, so and there are examples yeah, in our book. There's so uh, many examples. About, and, and these are examples that people can relate to mm-hmm. someone, uh, getting married and right. taking calls, someone with her mom passed away at a funeral, taking mm-hmm. calls. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, it, but it's the same thing that this writer is asking about. How do I not have my clients feel like I'm not providing good service if I don't answer the phone? So what do you say? Okay. So your dentist, your lawyer, Everybody else doesn't answer the phone after a certain time, do they? They don't. Can you call your dentist at 8 o'clock at night? True, but I got to be honest, Rhonda, when I hear that voicemail that says after 6 o'clock, calls will be returned the next morning, okay. I, 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 I don't think that's good Okay, well, I don't estate. put that on my voicemail. Number I one. I don't. Number okay. one. I do not do that. However, this is what I do. When a client wants to hire me, I say to them, hey, what's a what's a good time to get a hold of you? Because, you know, typically after six or seven o'clock at night, I can't really do a whole lot anyway. So is there a time that we can get together? I know you work a lot. Can can I talk to you at six o'clock? Can we talk then? Because you know what? At eight o'clock, I don't want to talk to them. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, why are they talking to me? Why are they not spending time with their own family? Okay. What are we doing? So a lot of times I'll say, you know, I, I work with a lot of people in the car business, so they work a lot and their hours are crazy. Right. But we make time. Hey, you want to call me on your lunch break? You want to call me on your lunch hour? Do you want me to bring you lunch when we talk about this? But I don't really like to do a lot after six o'clock lane. I don't. Okay. They need to be dealing with their own lives. I need to be dealing with mine. How do we come? It's communication. So I'm like, Hey, listen, when can I talk to you? Because talking to you at eight o'clock at night, I mean, Oh God, I could be drinking. I don't know. I could be at the bar. Do you really want to talk to me? Sure. And you, and you hear it in the background when you oh, know they're out please. or that that's bath time. <laughs> it's that's, bath that's time. bedtime. Yes. That, there's a lot going on in your mm-hmm. client's homes. And if, if you're hitting them with a huge decision that, that needs to be made, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like good service no, to me. It doesn't. It's not a business. So talk about how you connect with other agents about that, because I do believe mm, I it's, it's all about letting the other agent know what's going on in your life mm-hmm. and your client's mm-hmm. lives. So when I, when I started dealing with an agent and a lot of agents I'm really good friends with now we have really good relationships because at the beginning of the deal I tell them I respect your time and your family and your boundaries a lot but I want you to respect mine this is going to be one of the easiest deals that you do um, but I I need some respect on boundaries and if I can teach you that, great. So a lot of times when we're first starting the deal, I'm like, okay, guys, like seriously, I don't want to be dealing with this after six, seven o'clock at night. I don't. How can we do it to where we run this like a business together? We're a team, by the way, because we got to get this to the closing table. Our buyers and sellers have to be happy, but I don't want to be working with you at eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. I don't. And you have to protect your clients. That I way, protect too. my clients too. Guys, I'm not going to call my clients at 9 o'clock at night. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, it's so rude. the other agent that? Yeah, I do. I'm like, I'm not calling my client at 9 o'clock at night. That is so rude. That shows that I'm not running it like a business, okay? I'm, I'm not running it like a business. If I'm calling my clients at 9 o'clock at night, is that really that professional? I mean, think about that. Is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> now, I will tell you, when I'm doing a deal with people, I will, I will do almost anything to help you help your client. 
because it helps mine. Sure. So I think what I'm hearing is set those expectations, yeah. make a plan up front, make a plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a big fan when I have listings to say to the sellers, look, I will be calling every day at five 30. Yeah. So you can save your questions or if it's something important, let me mm-hmm. know, but know that I'll be checking in. Yeah. Then there's a communication plan. Also, if I am expecting an offer to come in, uh, I don't know about you, but I like to say to the other agent, look, I will be heading to a play mm-hmm. from seven to nine. I'll be out of pocket. So mm-hmm. just know if you're trying to get a hold of me and I'm not answering, that's why. Do right. you ever do that? Oh, absolutely. I think if we're if we communicate with them we're shutting down the problem immediately i tell people all the time six to eight hey i'm at dinner with my boyfriend he does not like it when i'm on the phone he hates it hates it so you can oh his mom was a realtor so i'm mad that's not an option for me um so anyway i i set up the expectations up front they know i'm not ignoring them they also know that um i'm going to communicate with them they know exactly what's going on um, th- then they can tell their client, Hey, listen, the, the listing agents at dinner, she's not going to get back to me tonight. We're going to have to do this in the morning. Their clients are fine with it. So be honest, set that be honest. plan out there. Uh, in case you hear some background noise, we it's are at my baby. home in Denver and mm. I have two small dogs and they just want to be <laughs> in the middle of it all. So if your dogs are wondering what they're listening to, that's why, uh, Hey, okay. We've got two more quick ones here. One is. Dear Rhonda, I love selling real estate, but I'm worried I don't have enough business to make it work. What is your advice for staying afloat in a changing market? So that, I mean, that happens a lot and it, and I, I call it a side hustle. Okay. Maybe you need a second job, second stream of income. That's how you're going to also meet clients. I, I, I mentored an agent that worked at a bar. He met a ton of clients that way, but then he also had money coming in. So if there's nothing worse than being an agent and selling scared and not having any money. Coming so from a place of scarcity, it's your not clients good. can feel that. They too. can. And then you're going to do less business because you're always scared about money. So my advice to that is get a side hustle. Whether, and, and, and I don't know, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I cleaned houses too. When I, when I started in real estate, I, I was cleaning houses too. I mean, I don't love that, but I, you, you do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. Oftentimes, depending on the side hustle, you can be around people uh-huh. and we need people to form those relationships. Absolutely. So. All right. One more here. Cause we're a little short on time here. Um, dear Rhonda, I'm good at my sales job, but quite frankly, I'm miserable. Mm-hmm. I work too much. I'm fearing my home life is hanging in the balance. What do I do? We've all been there, guys. Yeah, we were just talking about that. Oh, my gosh. Everyone gets burned out on their job. It's normal. I do, too. Sometimes I tell Lane, uh, yeah, today I feel like I'm watching paint dry. I feel like 20-something years of the business, I'm dealing with a roof, a sewer line. I got to... And you're uh, not loving it. No. No. I'm like, God, it's like watching paint dry today. So we're all going to do that. Um, I think that... If you're miserable, you need to really assess what you can do to make yourself happy. I say it all the time. Like, if I am miserable, I, I go to the beach. I go somewhere. I have people cover me. I, I, I got to get away from it for a little bit. It's called filling your cup. You can't drink from an empty cup. So if you are miserable, figure out something that's going to make you happy and then get back on track with this job. Because if you're miserable, 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 you are not going to sell a lot. Or if you do, you're going to probably have a heart attack, stroke, cancer. It, it's a real thing in this business. And um, you know, you got to make yourself happy no matter what that is. Mm-hmm. 
And you got to figure out what that is. Figure out what it is. Absolutely. Okay. Well, hey, Rhonda, episode one <laughs> in the book. We did it late. We've covered a lot of ground. <laughs> We've got a lot to go through. And if you're just joining us, uh, welcome to the journey. We are all about helping you make your life better by being brutally honest about Be what real. you have to do with yourself, what you have to do with your business, and we're going to have some fun while we're doing it. So, Rhonda, awesome job. Thank, thank you. you. You're you're the best, Lane. Just the beginning. <laughs> just the beginning. Here we go. We thank you for joining us. And I'm going to end each episode with this one line that I think makes so much sense, which is, don't forget that survival often means playing nice in the sandbox of life. Agreed. We will see you next time. Bye.